history can be changed so much with communication and mm. in times that we're living in right now um young people have so much power with communications and the quicker we can learn how to communicate effectively and discover truth for ourselves we we have incredible influence and i think um i think communication is so important for that reason as well hello everyone welcome to the truth for youth podcast i'm jonah swanson and i'm thrilled you get to join me again today a quick friendly reminder to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends and family, and spread the word about the podcast and the community that's been created. You were just listening to a snippet from an interview I had with my good friend Nate Higashi. In this interview, we uh, talk about an organization which has influenced us very deeply um, called the National Christian Forensics and Communication Association. Um, and we talk about speech and debate and the skills of communication that we've both learned from this organization. Nate is a skilled communicator and debater, and I learned so much from him over my life, and I hope that you can learn something from him now. So we talk about communication skills in both speech and debate, and then we get into some more practical um, advice for young people and communicating in this day and age, in this crazy time we're living in. So... It is a bit of a longer interview, so hang in there. There's some really good nuggets of wisdom up ahead. Um, We have a really fruitful conversation. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this discussion on communication skills with Nate Higashi. All right. Welcome, Nate, to the Truth For Youth podcast. This is the first interview um, with anyone that I've had so far. Really glad to have you on. Well, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Yeah. The honor's all mine. All right. Well, why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of your background, your story. Um, Tell us about the National Christian Forensics and Communication Association, which you have been a part of for years. And just tell us a little bit about all that. Sure. Yeah. So just a little bit about myself. Um, My name is Nate Higashi. I'm 18 years old. I just graduated high school. I was homeschooled from kindergarten all the way to through through high school. So um, yeah, I've been homeschooled all my life. Um, I'm I'm living now on the south shore of Oahu in Hawaii and Honolulu, East Honolulu, Hawaii Kai. So Jonah and I are kind of on opposite sides of the island, but um, we still mm-hmm. manage to hang out sometimes. But um, I've participated, as Jonah said, in this uh, speech and debate league organization called the NCFCA. Um, I was in it for for five years, and I joined it Mm -hmm. when I was 12 years old. So it's been a big part of my high school and middle school. Um, And yeah, it's just been an awesome time. Yeah, the NCFCA is an organization. It stands for the National Christian Forensics Communications Association. And um, and yeah, if you want me to go into, you know, how I joined it. Um, yeah, you can definitely talk about that. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of a funny story um, because before I joined the NCSCA, I was, I, I, you know, communications was the last thing on my mind, you know, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to think about. It's not something I really valued very much. Um, I, I played football and, mm. uh, you know, in football, you don't communicate. I mean, you do, but, you, you know, not the way in speech and debate. You just sure. strap on a helmet with some pads and you go hit someone. You know, that's kind of a stereotype. <laughs> 
it's like yeah. communication and you know working things out and and doing it like um you know uh, cordially is not really the way to do it in football mm. so that's kind of not the mindset I was um under when I when I joined and and it was not something I wanted to do in CFCA mm. so my parents went to an open house one night and they got to see kind of some demo speeches and um a demo debate and they were all sold on it and I definitely yeah. wasn't I was like this is this is nerdy this is dorky yeah. here you know I don't want to be associated with this at all and then um so so then you know I was like well here's the thing if you sign me up for NCSCA I'm not going to be doing any of it until football season is done so I was partnered up with this person who I'd never met I met like maybe once twice um, but we hadn't like, you know, talked um, at all. And then um, I wasn't going to the clubs. I wasn't going to the meetings um, or classes, if you will. Um, and because uh, I had football. And so uh, yeah. I wasn't going for months. And then I, I, I came in and then um, at the very, you know, kind of closer towards the beginning of the competition season. And just kind of for some background, before competition are just months and months of preparation. And I missed all of that. And so, um, kind of went in with just, just dove right into all of it. But, um, yeah, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just totally scared. Um, it wasn't something that I was comfortable with, but Mm. looking back, it was the best thing for me in my high school career. I can say that with 100% certainty. It just develops Mm. nothing else could have brought out of me. And, um, for that, I'm Mm. so thankful that my parents, forced me to <laughs> join a club and speaking when when I was just dripping sweat because I was so nervous um <laughs> you know it's it was one of it was definitely the highlight of my middle school and high school career for sure wow that's so so cool and i hope that other people can have the same opportunity i mean if we have some listeners who are homeschooled or who are interested in this they can definitely look into it um, I'm guessing the, the, the clubs are all over, right? They have different regions. So right. maybe there's a club near you. That'd be super cool. Um, yeah. Just tell us about like what you're doing now. Uh, Cause you're, you're doing some coaching, right? You're, you're helping the newer students and kind of sharing your insight and your experience with them. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been um, blessed with the opportunity to work with uh an organization called Skillset Communications, Skillset Debate Camps. Um, Skillset is a little organization that was started by um, a former NCSA competitor. Her name is Abigail Sefcik, and mm-hmm. um, she just has a passion to um, teach and coach and just bring about um, communications to the next generation of competitors. And so um, she puts on these summer camps with mm. a bunch of us and I, I have the great privilege of working with her um, around the nation and this year due to coronavirus we've been doing a lot of our camps online but um, mm. she just, and in the past she's done camps all over the west coast and throughout the U.S. Uh, mainland U.S. I should say mm. so yeah it's it's called skill set debate camps and um, yeah for those of you who want to maybe get into speech and debate it's a great starting point um, and she does a very good very good job uh there's a lot yeah that's great yeah and we're gonna we're gonna have links for all of these for ncfca and skill set debate camp we're gonna have it all in the show notes so you guys can see that after um 
Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Thanks for kind of introducing yourself. Um, Yeah, guys, Nate is an awesome friend of mine. He's just shown me so much about communication. He's uh, really just taught me a lot of what I know about debates and speech and all the skills that go along with it. So I'm really thankful for his friendship. Yeah, it's been so awesome. Yeah, you were you were my debate partner. Jono was my debate partner one year, so that's yeah. how, that's how we became friends. And um, yeah, so he he was uh he was my debate partner and my my second debate partner ever. So yeah, he was an awesome debate partner, and we had a we had a fun time. We did team policy debate together. It was a lot of fun. So much fun. He really he was such he's just such a good teacher. He was uh, patient with me when I was just so you know just inexperienced he he was so patient so yeah thankful for him and his friendship and and leadership i'd say um all right well let's talk a little bit about the ncfca mission statement and just kind of getting to the core of really what they're all about and um yeah and how kids are going to benefit from them so let's let's kind of talk about that so i'm going to just quickly read it and then so we get an idea about what it's all about and then we can break it down a little bit So it says the mission statement of NCFCA is to promote excellence in communication through competitive opportunities where Christian students develop the skills necessary to think critically and communicate effectively in order to address life issues from a biblical worldview in a manner that glorifies God. Now, this is just a great, I just love that mission statement. It's so all encapsulating. And I think that um, I wish that we could all emulate that sort of mission statement in our lives. But let's just break it down a little bit. Sure. Um, starting with competitive tournaments, we kind of touched on it a little bit. But how in your life, how would you say that competitive uh, and competition in those tournaments through NCFCA, how did that really help you in your speaking skills? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, competition just kind of for some background is NCFCA is, a, is the league and what they do is they put on these tournaments um, where you can compete against each other in certain events um, of speech and debate categories. And so competition and tournaments grew my speech and debate or communications, I should say, uh, skills and confidence immensely. Um, the ability to just, you know, give a five minute speech with very little preparation um, mm. under a lot of pressure, you know, you have a panel of judges that are, that you really don't know anything about you. You've never met before. Mo- mo- most likely, um, mm. that, that just gives you a confidence that I don't think anything else could, um, because you're just, you're just so pushed for, um, performance, I guess you could say, and yeah. you're, you have a lot of pressure on you and you, you, um, grow a lot under pressure. Um, competition mm. is, is a grind, but um, mm. it's it's the best grind because it just grows your speech and debate skills and your communication skills overall um, like nothing ever could. You know, just putting on a suit and talking in front of a judge is is a lot more formal and it, it gives in you this sense of um, just formality that, you mm. know, just giving a speech to your parents might not. Um, so I think that yeah. that helps your communication skills a lot. So I benefited from tournaments definitely, and plus I'm a very competitive person. Um, but so that that was a great <laughs> avenue for me to, uh, to grow my love yeah. for speech and debate. Um, but mm. yeah, I think 
competitive, the competition aspect um, really does help um, your communication skills. Um, yeah. And um, that's great. Yeah. I remember your dad saying at one of the tournaments, he said, it's like a intellectual workout. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Those tournaments, it's just nonstop and you get these little breaks, but then you got to get back to your, you know, your debate round or your speech round. And it's just like constant. It's really hard, but it's, yeah, that's where you grow the most. Yeah. Um, and I think I really got over a lot of nerves through yep. those tournaments, you know, just like I was really nervous before, but yeah. eventually through all that practice, I just, I, I was a lot less nervous when I was speaking in front of a judge or even an audience during like the finals when you have an audience there. Um, and then, yeah, I also love the ballots, you know, when, yeah. when they give you those ballots, they give you feedback on how you are speaking. It's like, wow, that like, that's okay. That's where I was making a mistake. Now I can yeah. correct that, you know, super sure. helpful. Well, moving on to the next part of the mission statement, they talk about critical thinking. So mm -hmm. how would you say, um, how important are critical thinking skills for, for you and then for youth generally? Yeah, I think um, critical thinking and communications, which is what NCFCA's kind of goal is, are mm -hmm. two of the most important skills um, that a young person could ever learn. Um, we live mm -hmm. in a society that's so filled and flooded with all types of information, both true and false, and narratives that are pushed by certain political agendas, and some of which are, aren't true and some of which are. And it's important for us as young people, especially in our former, uh, you know, we're, we're so um, impressionable that we, uh, that we're able to think critically and that we're mm. able to decipher which is true and which is not. And, um, you know, as Christians, we're called to, you know, know what is true and want to mm. um, have a passion for that. I think that's really important, um, especially for, for young people who, who call themselves Christians is, the ability to think critically to decipher truth and 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 discover truth um mm. is vital and i think because we're so impressionable at this age um the ability to think critically um about certain subjects um in times like this especially now you know with all that's been going on um mm. important for us to not necessarily just go with what society tells us is trendy with narratives and stuff like that. It's important mm. for us to, um, you know, dig deep for ourselves to discover what is true for what, what we believe to be true and what yeah. ultimately is true and mm. not just believe what the media would tell us or not just believe what society tells us is the trendy thing to believe. And wow. I mean, critical thinking has a big part in deciding, um, those kind of aspects. Mm, wow, that's so true. Yeah. yeah, I was just I was reading this quote um, from Carl Jung, who's a psychologist from the 20th century. He said, "Thinking is difficult. That's why most people judge." Mm. And I I totally agree with this. You see, I mean, today especially, there's just so much judging going on. So much, mm. I don't know, condemnation. Yeah. But we don't consider the other side. We don't really think about the facts we don't and sometimes we don't challenge the facts it's like wait do you have your facts right you know where are you getting your where are you getting those facts from you know so i think young people especially we can really work on this yeah. and lay the foundation for our futures so yeah that's great all and right I think well of, yeah, oh, yeah yeah if, yeah i'm just going to continue on that thought is i think 
as young people, especially we, and I can say this for myself, um, is I, I, I have a hard time going against what other people, especially my friends believe mm. or my relatives or, or stuff and stuff like that. And so it's hard for me mm. to want to dig and, and discover uh, and think critically about a perspective that might not be popular amongst those that I associate with. And that's, and so I think part of the, part of the important aspect of it is for young people to recognize that it's okay to have a different opinion than, or perspective than your peers. And um, I think a lot of critical thinking has to do with that. And I think that when you, when you have that perspective, you're able to feel a lot more free to think critically and to Mm. um, dig deeper to discover truth for yourself. Yeah, totally. 100% agree. Um, Right on. Well, and then the next part of the mission statement for NCFCA is talking about communicating effectively, which this is like the heart of uh, the organization, just trying to get younger people to communicate effectively. So how would you say how important is the role of communication skills for young people today? Yeah, that's a, yeah. I, like I said, you know, critical thinking and communications, I think, are the two most important skills. And communications is equally as important as critical thinking. You know, when you think critically about something, you have these ideas in your head. But if you're not able to communicate them, then they're just ideas in there in your head. So mm-hmm. knowing um, knowing one thing is is one thing, but you know, being able to talk about it and communicate it and convey it to an audience or just an individual you're having a conversation with takes a lot of skill and it's a really important skill that I think young people should value um, mm. that unfortunately I don't think is valued uh, as much as it should be. But um, I yeah. think that communications is so important um, because it enables you to build relationships with people. It enables you to, you know, um, get those ideas off your head and kind of express to people why it is that you believe what you believe and Mm. kind of just having being able to defend what you believe and being able to um yeah just kind of communicate uh, those critical thoughts that you have and um yeah i think communications is so important and um yeah i think it's definitely the most the most um, beneficial skill that i've learned through the ncfca Mm. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I would agree. I think communication is just, it's so foundational to our society. I mean, think about it, like social media is all about Mm -hmm. communications, Mm -hmm. Uh, texts, calls, emails, advertisements, speeches, newspapers, articles. I mean, there's just communication is everywhere. It's such a foundational part of society. So many platforms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, everything is a message. And I think if we get young people to kind of effectively communicate, then we'll really just have a strong generation of speakers. And I think that's so awesome. I mean, you just look back in history, think about like the Gettysburg Address, right? That changed history. And it's just a speech, you know, just short speech. And you see how words can really change history and it can change people's minds and it can cause people to act in different ways. It can start wars. It can end wars. Yeah. You know, it's just like so many crazy things. But yeah, communication yeah. is awesome. 
Right on. Well, uh, now moving on to the next part of the mission statement, talking mm-hmm. about the biblical worldview, because we're talking about communicating these issues in a biblical worldview from a Christian standpoint. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say about this? Is the biblical worldview important for young people today? Yeah, I think this part of the mission statement kind of just summarizes NCFCA to its fullest. You know, they're about communications, they're about critical thinking, but the biblical mm-hmm. worldview aspect is just the cornerstone of what they do. Everything that NCFCA is about is surrounded around this this aspect of making sure that you're communicating from that biblical perspective. And I think mm-hmm. that the way in which they've, they they um, communicate this and the way it, it manifests and how the league operates is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, everything that the NCFCA is about is surrounded and founded on, you know, biblical values and stuff like that. And, and mm. it's, you know, for the league, it's important to the league and its leaders that um, it operates with that perspective in mind so that, you know, in the future, the communication skills that we're learning as students, um, you know, come off on us from that biblical perspective so that we're able to, um, you know, communicate our, our thoughts with the skills that we've learned from that same biblical worldview. And mm. you know, everything the NCFCA does is, has this in mind, you know, we, um, we're, we do praying before, uh, you know, rounds and we pray right. for each other outside speech rounds. And, you know, we start the day off with devotions. We're always praying and we're always, you know, um, doing things with a biblical worldview and biblical perspective in mm. mind. And um, I think it's super important that young people have this biblical worldview that the league impresses upon us um, mm. because, you know, like I said, we live in a society filled with narratives and information and, you know, peer pressure is everywhere. You know, it, yeah. it floods society and trendy activities, you know, all these things that, you know, my friends and some, you know, young people are getting into peer pressure is everywhere and having a yeah. biblical worldview is so important so that you're able to stand strong in times where um you know you might be faced with a a trial and so um Mm. that coupled with the ability to think critically and um communicate effectively is 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 a weapon um that that the lord gives you that um you know you can use to your advantage to fight off you know the schemes of of the enemy. And I think that, um, a biblical worldview, the NCFCA does an incredible job of making sure that, you know, we're, they do everything in their power to impress that upon their students. And I think Mm. I I admire about the league and its leadership altogether. Yeah, I totally respect that. And I think that's one thing that I'm really grateful for about the league. And it's, um, you know, it's not just about communication and thinking critically, although those things are important, it really realizes the foundational nature of the biblical worldview and how really you can have all the knowledge in the world but if mm. you don't have a knowledge of your maker yeah. then all that all that knowledge is really vain because Absolutely. you know what is it for what's the final aim so yeah young people that's that's something that we need to really focus on is that foundation and um yeah so thank you so much for sharing that Nate um well i think that one 
thing that we should talk about too, because we're talking about the speech and debate league. This is what NCFCA is all about. So let's kind of break it down. Uh, sure. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about speech first, because we have these two main categories. Cool. Um, and let's what what did you really learn from participating in speech? What is speech all about? You kind of talked about it earlier about these limited preparation speeches, but what did you learn from the the speech categories in NCFCA? Right. So speech is just one portion of what the NCFCA does. They do speech and debate. And so um, in speech, I competed in apologetics, impromptu, extemporaneous. And then I was going to do persuasive this year, but unfortunately my season got cut short due to COVID. So mm. I wasn't able to do that one. But um, extemporaneous, impromptu, and apologetics are categorized as what they call limited preparation speeches. So essentially Mm -hmm. what that means is that um, all of your preparation for your speech is done in the room that you're going to be giving your speech in. So crazy. um, Yeah, it's crazy. So impromptu, you walk into your room, you draw a topic, you have two minutes to prepare, and then you give a five minute speech. And so it's Mm -hmm. kind of all of these three speeches kind of follow that same format. Um, But these three, you know, speech competition events um what what i learned from them was i I think probably what grew my communications and critical thinking skills um a significant amount was that limited preparation aspect of it Mm, yeah i think just that pressure to perform and kind of give a, a quality speech with not a whole lot of preparation um grew my confidence grew my communication skills and critical thinking skills and um yeah it was just a great opportunity but um extemporaneous is a current events uh speech topic so you're talking kind of about Mm -hmm. um political stuff and and just kind of what's going on in the world and so you i've gotten topics about coronavirus and um you know elections and stuff like that and so you're talking about what's going on and what's prevalent to um, our society today. Impromptu is kind of um, all over the place. You could get hit with a quote as a topic or just a word even. Um, and uh, you could you could be asked to talk about your favorite um, your favorite food. Like they have <laughs> topics like that. And then apologetics is a really cool um, speech category. There it it's a um, Christian biblical um, based uh, limited prep speech where you're challenged with you know questions that you might be asked as a christian like yeah. um why would a loving god allow sin into this world or you know what is mm. the significance of sin nature and questions like that to kind of um help build your um i guess arsenal um mm. you're faced with those questions that you might be asked in the real world and i think mm. kind of going back to that biblical worldview um ncfca with that in mind kind of just wants to use this speech category to kind of build your um, skill set as a as a competitor so that when you're you know launched into the real world and you're faced with these difficult questions that people might ask you you're able to give an answer like the bible says you know um, Mm. answer for the hope that is within you and so um, I think apologetics is that that category that I competed in um, not only grew my communication skills but grew a better understanding of what I what it is that I believe as a Christian yeah um, I think uh, that was one of my favorite speech categories for sure yeah definitely 
Yeah, I I loved those limited prep. I at first it was really difficult for me, um, like just walking into the room and the judges are like yeah. looking at you and they're like, "All right, you can start <laughs> your timer." And then you're like, "Oh shoot, okay." Like, and you have to organize all of your notes and come up with the speech on the fly. I mean, that's that's the real like I was talking about earlier, the intellectual workout. Like that's yeah. a heavy heavy you know, workout right there. You got to put together your speech in like two minutes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, it's good practice. I would recommend that people do it at home. Just practice yeah. with your family or friends and, you know, take a topic and give yourself like two minutes to come up with a speech and then deliver it. Like that's just, it's good practice thinking on the fly. But anyways, um, yeah, I, 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 and then I like this quote, by the way, from Albert Einstein. This is, this is another thing that I learned from speech. He said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Exactly. And this was something, this was something that I had to learn because at first my speeches were really kind of complicated that a lot of points, yeah. but eventually I narrowed it down to like just three simple points, the roadmap um, and the, you know, the body and the conclusion Yeah. and just being able to simplify it. You know, that's a huge skill that yeah. I learned in speech. It's, something that is and then yeah i mean there's so much else but like eye contact with the judges mm -hmm. like I, at first i was like looking at the ground kind of looking around looking at my card but then eventually yeah. i'm like wait i'm talking to the judges i'm trying to yeah. make an impression on them so i have to look at them and just like right. in any any communication setting you want to look at people in the eyes and that was mm -hmm. another, another thing that i learned yeah and i but, think yeah. a big deal of communication is knowing how to communicate to certain audiences. And I think mm. um, that's what speech kind of does is you're given this panel of judges who you don't really know that much about, but you might have a general idea kind of based off of, um, you know, how they present themselves, you know, yep. maybe one is a grandma or one is a younger person, you know, college mm -hmm. student. So being able to decipher how you're going to cater your communication skills to your judges through, through your speeches is a skill um, that NCSA also teaches you. And I think that's a big, great deal of great part of communication is knowing what your, who your audience is and how to communicate to them. Because, you know, if you're giving a speech to kindergartners, you want to, you know, kind of lower your vocabulary to their understanding. Whereas <laughs> if you're, um, addressing like a PhD, you, you're able to communicate differently in those two circumstances. And I think um, that's also a very important skill that speech taught me as well. Definitely. Knowing your audience. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to debate. This is the one I'm most excited about because this is yeah. what I got the most involved in. Um, let's talk a little bit about debate. Let's talk specifically about team policy debate. Sure. Um, but debate in general. Um, and what did what did you learn personally from the debate category at NCFCA? Well, debate taught me so much. Um, this was my favorite event by far. And I think it was my favorite because um, I got to do the, the real time com competition where I'm against another team because in speech, mm -hmm. you're not really. Um, actively competing against someone it's kind of just you go into the room and everyone else has their turn and they decide who yep. is the best kind of thing but debate mm. you get to go against another team real time and that's the competition aspect that I really enjoyed um, but what I learned from debate was um, I think the biggest takeaway was respectful dialogue 
and disagreement on certain mm. issues. Um, I think that was the biggest thing that I walked away from, and and I'm still working on it today. You know, I, I obviously haven't perfected respect <laughs> dialogue, but um, I think that that aspect of being able to have a conversation with someone and explain why it is that you think they're wrong and mm. believe that your stance is the correct um, stance is such an important skill. Um, I think that with all the, with, with, you know, especially in today, today's day and age, we, we have all of these ideas and mm. we just don't want people to disagree with them. And when they do, and when our ideas are challenged, um, we get all, we got, we get all up in arms about it and we get, yeah, we, we can't cancel culture. Exactly. Yeah. We can't disagree with people respectfully. I I think that's one of the biggest issues with communication today. And I think debate taught me how to have a dialogue with someone knowing that it's okay to disagree with, with someone. It's, it's okay that we can just agree to disagree on something and we can still be friends at the end of the day. Um, even Mm -hmm. if we disagree. But I think that's one of the biggest things debate taught me was how to have a respectful dialogue about something where we might not agree on on, on the outcome. And um, mm. yeah, it also taught me, you know, how to how to think on the fly. Obviously, you know, with cross examination is one of the aspects of TP team policy. Yeah. And you know, being asked questions and and having to you know give an answer right then and there. Um, yep. Is is a great. Um, drill that really honed my communications and critical thinking skills um like really nothing else could have and it was a really awesome Mm. opportunity Mm, yeah man debate is so huge i i loved it and i remember um before i entered the club i was i tended to be more of a challenger like temperamentally i i would always challenge people i challenge my brothers and my friends and and people are always calling me argumentative you know um and i think that ncfca really helped me kind of hone uh my my skills of debating and you know like you were talking about just civilly debating with people rather than attacking them personally or aggressively or whatever you know i I think that that's a big skill that I learned, um, just civil discourse. And um, debate is just like the bedrock of society. It's so huge. And I think especially like with all these issues, um, like the racial tensions and things, I think that we have to really learn how to debate, how to be civil and have a civil discourse with Mm -hmm. someone. And I think young people are especially really just quick to like I was saying cancel people just cancel culture you know if you disagree with them then then just reject what they're saying but we need to we need to be gracious and we need to be loving and and I think that's huge and I love how our country is founded on the first amendment that we have this freedom of speech we have the freedom to communicate and and we should really not take that for granted I think Um, it's huge yeah, I think Ben Shapiro um, said it. Was, um, I love Ben Shapiro, but he was on a podcast and mm. he was asked, what is the biggest problem that America faces right now? And I think he said the biggest problem he believes is the inability that we have to have conversation mm. and have that civil discourse about issues, controversial issues, especially. And he believed that um, we shut down conversation 
before it even happens and we're afraid to disagree with people but um that's that's that it's so important that we have those conversations and i think debate taught me that it's okay to disagree with someone and that those tough conversations about those controversial issues mm. are important to have and um and yeah how to how to go about those conversations respectfully how to prepare for kind of um those conversations how to you know search for facts how to decide which is credible evidence and which is not and oh yeah um, yeah for i think sure. debate taught that for sure is kind of goes along those lines like ben Shapiro said was kind of um growing that ability to have a conversation with someone yeah and you're talking about gathering evidence i think that um research that was a huge thing that i learned you you're an excellent researcher you uh, you did some great research and you put together those speeches and um i think that that's a huge thing that i learned from debate is just finding uh evidence good evidence and finding your sources and making sure that you are citing people and um yeah. and getting relevant information and all that like that that was huge um i, I noticed uh last night that Joe Biden recently did a speech where he said um, uh, he said that uh, 120 million people died. Yeah. From, and, I, and I was just and I was like, man, I saw that. that's a, that's a good example of where you want someone to be able to challenge the facts, you know, like, OK, yep. did 120 million people really die from COVID or yeah. where, where, are you, where are you getting your facts from? You know, and, right. and that's just something that I think debate really taught me is like we got to get our facts from the right people. And we got to do mm -hmm. good research. You know, that's how that's how debate happens. And um, yeah. great, huge lesson that I learned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, research mm -hmm. was a great deal of what I learned as well. And um, just like you said, just yeah, I think you said it perfectly is, um, the, you know, looking for truth and discovering the facts and knowing where to get your facts from. And um, yeah. all that is so important. Uh, yeah, you hit it right on the head. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, the so Socratic method, this is something that, you know, people believe that truth can come through debate. And if we really yeah. believe that, then, you know, what are we what are we doing? We don't need to yell at each other anymore. We can just have a civil discussion and um, get to the truth. So, yeah, that's great. Debate is awesome. Um, sweet. Well, let's just move on to some kind of practical questions for young people who are listening. Um, yeah. the first one here, let's, let's ask this. Do you, or, or do young people today communicate well? Like, is this, is this something that we're really struggling with or could, mm. could we improve or what do you think about that? Yeah, the, I think, I think young people communicate well, just on the wrong platform. Mm. Um, social media is just floods our society. Um, yeah. I, I think I heard a fact somewhere that the average teen spends anywhere around six to seven hours a day on their phone on social media, almost exclusively, which accounts to, I forget the number. It was, I think, almost like a hundred days out of the year on their phone. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, some ridiculous number. And so we're definitely communicating as young people um, with people on social media, yeah. um, on, on text, on phone. Um, we're definitely communicating with people, but I don't think that necessarily is the correct form of communication that we should be valuing as young people. Mm. Um, I think it's 
important for us to to kind of disconnect from that whole um technology communication yeah and and recreational communication and um i think it's important for young people to have conversations with people and 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 learn that that skill because it really is a skill you know the ability to have a conversation with someone is a lot easier said than done and in fact there's youtube videos on how to not let a conversation get boring and stuff like that like it's a skill that that um, want to learn and i think that young people communicate today well just on the wrong platform and i think it's important to us i should say to shift our communication priorities uh, yeah. over to to commute to conversation and i think that's really important mm. uh, a skill that would benefit society uh, starting with young people especially wow yeah that's so true i i agree about social media i feel like um even I, i've been uh someone who's struggled with this you can say whatever you want in social media and you don't really know people's reaction until later when they start commenting like like what are you saying like you're so wrong and then you know i think that yeah that we're maybe maybe we are on the wrong platform maybe we do need to start Mm -hmm. thinking about each other from a different perspective it's not just like one user against another user or whatever it's like these are people like there's a person yeah. on the other side of that username and Absolutely. make sure that when you're talking to them, you're not like treating them like an animal, but actually treat them yeah. civilly, you know, like that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the biggest, I think things with social media is so much gets lost in translation, especially, mm. you know, with text and, and comments and stuff. So you, 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 you might intend to say one thing, but it comes across as this and, and you might, be a completely, like you said, a completely different person um, when you're texting because you're not associating uh, a username with an actual person. Mm. And so, you know, especially in times like this where I've never seen more political activism on social media ever in my entire life um, than now. Mm. Uh, all my, all the people that, you know, I, I have on social media are, you know, reposting certain things about racism, especially with what's been going on now. And, coronavirus and all that kind of thing and so um i think that the platform that would enable us to really have constructive dialogues about these subjects Mm. is with true conversation not posting a picture with a caption and then having conversation in the comment section yeah um and i recognize that that's kind of sometimes the only way for especially influential people to reach their audiences yeah but for for just you know general i hate to use the word young people are important but um, <laughs> just you know day-to-day average joes yeah uh, i think you know the ability to learn how to have those conversations that we want to promote on social media and and have that in a real face-to-face conversation is really important because oftentimes you know on the flip side we can hide behind what we post on social media yeah and not really have a, an answer for what it is that we post. And then mm-hmm. at that point, it's performative activism. You don't really have anything to say other than what it is that you repost. So wow. um, conversation can also benefit you as the, um, you know, uh, the activist in, in being able to um, defend what it is that you believe. And as a young person, I think that's super important. So to ultimately answer the question, I think we, we communicate pretty well 
just on the wrong platform. And I think it's important that we experiment with um, conversation every once in a while. I think young people would benefit a lot from that. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, that's so true. I, I'm going to just move on to one of the last questions for sure. young people. Um, and that is, are communication skills even even important? Or do they even matter? Uh, and I want to hear your thoughts on this and we'll uh, kind of move on from there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, like I said, I think communication skills are, are so vitally important. They're, they're the most important skill I learned personally. And I think that if you ask pretty much anyone in the NCFCA, um, the biggest thing they learned and what they think the biggest important skill for a young person to learn would be communication. And I think, Mm. um, just in the information filled society that we live in the communication aspect being able to have an idea and and to convey that to your audience is such a, an important skill and um it's it's important because i think relationships are built on communication mm. and and i think that obviously humans are built for relationships so if humans are built for relationships then we must be able to communicate and so um it's important to um, have conversations with people and they're important so that we can build relationships with people. And I think, yeah, um, that's why communication skills are so important. Mm. And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I want to share a little story um, that I heard. Uh, it's actually about Warren Buffett. Um, I'm guessing you, Nate, and people in the audience know who Warren Buffett is. He's a very famous, very wealthy investor, um, a little older now, but he actually has a story about communication. Um, growing up, he was in, I think he was in high school and he took this course on communication. Um, it was like a hundred dollar course. It was a Dale Carnegie course. So I don't know if you know who that is, but basically he took yeah. this communication course. And then after that, he went to school and then here's a little quote from him. It's really telling, I think about his, uh, how he values uh, communication. He said, quote, I don't have my diploma from the University of Nebraska hanging on my office wall, and I don't have my diploma from Columbia up there either, but I do have my Dale Carnegie graduation certificate proudly displayed. And he says, that $100 course gave me the most important degree I have. It certainly had the biggest impact in terms of my subsequent success. In graduate school, you learn all this complicated stuff, but what's really essential is being able to get others to follow your ideas. And then he goes on Mm -hmm. later, whatever you do, good communication skills are incredibly important and something that almost anybody can improve on, both in writing and speaking. And I I just think, I mean, if if Warren Buffett can say that, that, you know, he didn't hang up his, you know, college diploma or whatever on the wall, but he hung up that communication skills certificate it's like what like that's that's how important it is for for success in in you know relationships and for success Mm -hmm. financially or whatever man we got to focus on communication you know for sure and i think you put it i I think you talked about it also as communications and, and and through speeches and stuff like that start have so much influence you know you like you said they start wars they end wars um you know just history can be changed so much with communication and Mm. in times 
that we're living in right now, um, young people have so much power with communications and the ability when we get the faster, the quicker we can learn how to communicate effectively and discover truth for ourselves. And we, we have incredible influence. And I think, um, I think communication is so important for that reason as well. In addition to building relationships with people, because we are influenced to um, benefit those around us and further, um, further, further the kingdom ultimately. Yeah, hundred percent, right on. Well, most importantly, I would say again, just adding this on, as Christians, as young Christians, we must communicate our faith too. Like we're talking about apologetics, and you know, in First Peter, uh, it says that we need to know how to give a defense to everyone who asks of us to give an account for the hope that is in us, right? We're actually called to use our communication to defend our faith and to share the gospel. So I think ultimately um, communication is amazing and and it'll bring great success, but we also need to remember that it is for our faith as well. So that's huge. I mean, we're called to do that. Um, yeah, so that's our call to share the gospel and to be civil about it. So Absolutely. last question, final advice for young people They They come up to you. They say, Nate, from your five plus yeah. years of experience and speech and debate, what is your takeaway lesson on communications, uh, skills for young people? What would you say? Wow. That, that's a, that's a tough question because I can't say there's just one takeaway. There's so many <laughs> takeaways that I that I took away from my time in the league. Um, but I'd say, I'd say the one takeaway um, would probably be, like I said earlier, um, that respectful dialogue. Um, mm. That I, probably the most one of the most important things I learned. And with that comes, you know, the critical thinking aspect and. Um, the communications, because, you know, when, when you have a dialogue with someone, you have to think critically about what they're saying mm. and, and communicate your ideas personally. So um, it's still something I'm working on, but I'd say if someone were to ask me that, I'd probably say that um, the ability to have a respectful conversation with someone where we might just end up agreeing to disagree is probably the most important takeaway that I learned in my time in the league. And um, and and doing that with a biblical worldview in mind and having the pursuit of truth, um, trying to discover what is true from a biblical worldview mm. um, was also, um, coupled with that uh, two of the most important skills that I learned. And uh, yeah. Wow. Well, there you have it, young people. That's your that's your advice from an experienced uh, speaker and debater. Um, that's great. All right. Well, Nate, how can people find you on social media? What are some, some ways people can connect with you if they want to, uh, you know, hear from you. Um, and then yeah. also talk about, you know, talk a little bit about the dates for skill set camp, if that's going to happen this year and, um, and some info about that, just how can people connect? Right. Yeah. So, um, for me personally, if you want to reach out to me, I'm on Instagram, uh, just at Nate Higashi. Um, you can reach me there. Uh, I'd love to talk to anyone who has questions or just wants to have a conversation. I'd love to um, talk to you guys. But um, yeah, that's where you can reach me. Uh, Skill Set Debate Camps is doing currently running an online course. 
So um, I, when this is aired, I, I, I believe we'll be done doing those, unfortunately. But um, mm. we, we have private coaching sessions and um, and, and online uh, workshops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And those dates, um, I, I don't have off the top of my head. Um, maybe you can link them in the show notes, but they yeah, will yeah. be throughout the fall and also towards the end of the summer. Um, there is a camp that will be going on July 13th through the 17th in Snohomish, Washington. Okay. Um, but uh, I, yeah, like I said, I don't know if that'll be uh, before or after when this, when this is aired, but yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, skill set um, is just constantly running. You can contact us. We have a website, um, and you can contact us there. Uh, yeah, you can just reach out, and we'll figure something out so that we can um, help you out if that's something that you're interested in. And NCFCA as a whole is something uh, you can look into as well if you're interested. Um, mm. It's ncfca.org, and you can register there sign up there look for get linked to a club there if you're on the island here um, my parents run a club it's called honolulu speech and debate um last year we met at the amr um community center but we've been growing as a club so we might relocate to a different location this year so Mm. um stay tuned for that if you're interested in joining but my mom is the regional director of our region here in Hawaii. So um, you can get into contact with her if you're interested in joining the league. Um, yeah, it was the best time for me, uh, the best five years of my, of really my life. You know, I just learned mm-hmm. so much, built so many good relationships, met Jonah, met mm-hmm. so many good friends. Yeah. I can definitely say my best friends came from the NCFCA. And um, yeah, I would encourage any listener who is maybe, you know, doesn't feel super confident about their communication skills or maybe does feel confident about their communication skills and wants to further them. I think NCFCA is a great avenue for you to do that. And um, yeah, my, my mom or my dad would be stoked to get into contact with you and um, they can mm-hmm. tell you more about what competition might look like for you and um, how to get connected with club and stuff like that. Awesome. Wow. Well, yeah, I would recommend it too. It changed my life uh, for the better. And I'm so thankful for the Higashis and all that they've done for me. So, hey, Nate, thank you so much for your time. It's been an honor speaking with you and just, you know, just figuring out all your wisdom that you have on communication. And um, yeah, we'll have to do this again soon for sure. Yeah, it was great. I Thank you for having me. It was an honor. Yeah course all right well um well yeah we'll have to do this again and thank you so much i'll talk to you soon man yeah all right bye-bye all right well there you go the first interview on the truth for youth podcast i hope you guys really enjoyed that i hope you took something away from it and um yeah that was we covered a lot of ground (laughs) um i look forward to more opportunities with nate and with other people of course Um, I just want to remind you all again to support this podcast by subscribing, uh, by sharing this podcast with your friends through social media, by word of mouth. Um, Yeah, just whatever you can do. Leave a rating, um, leave a review. That'd be great. And yeah, let's just let's try to grow this community of young people just pursuing truth, pursuing excellence. Um, Yeah, it's, it's just such a great thing that's happening here. And 
I look forward to seeing what happens with this podcast in the future. Remember, you can follow me on social media, my personal account, at Jonah Swanson underscore. And then this podcast you can follow on Instagram, at underscore truth for youth. And you can follow my blog um, on jonaswanson.com, where I have show notes for this podcast. And you can, you can find all the links for NCFCA and everything from today there. And you can find some essays that I've written on uh, similar subjects. And you can find some poetry and random things that I've been working on. And yeah, I I just hope you guys can uh, connect with me and we can continue a conversation. And um, yeah, pursue truth together and pursue God together. So that's our goal. All right. Well, I love you guys. Thanks again for listening. And I'll see you next week on the Truth For Youth podcast. (laughs) 